Step away from the noise of social media and mainstream news. On Watch in Washington is your place to hear directly from leaders and difference makers in our nation about the issues that face us as believers, families, voters, and people of prayer. Join us for the next 15 to 25 minutes and be inspired, challenged, and encouraged. It's time to fuel up so we can pray and change our nation. And yes, we always pray together. As you can see behind me, we've got a snow day here in the Washington, D.C. area. And because we are not used to always having some snow, we've got a little bit of power outages happening around the area. So we've done some punting and we are working to try to make sure that everything comes together. And so we are uh, think that we've got everything working together. But if you want to go ahead and pray that all of our technology works here and wherever our guest is, that would be a welcome, welcome prayer request. But while we're uh, talking today, I just want to say we appreciate you joining us each week to pray together because it's not just us here in the studio or wherever we are. It is actually all of us coming together to pray for those who are leading in our nation. And when we say pray for America's leaders, it's not just praying for those leaders in, in D.C., or those who are serving in government. We're also talking about those leaders in, in policy, people who are leading in their communities, who are leading on the issues, who are standing up and saying, count on me. Those are the leaders that we're talking about. And that includes those who are standing firm for our values wherever they're serving, including in state legislatures and in Washington, D.C. So we welcome you to pray with America's leaders. I want to go ahead and start with a time of prayer where we can all get together and we can all just take a moment, a pause before the Lord. And let's go ahead and quiet our hearts and ask God to speak to us, to let us hear what we need to hear. The message we have today is a message that is worth sharing. You're going to want to take this video and you're going to want to share it after you hear this message today. I guarantee you it is an amazing God story and it needs to be heard. So ask the Lord as we go ahead and pause, who might need to hear this message? Who can you share it with? How can you get this message out? So let's go ahead and we will do an all pray here and let's go before the Lord and dedicate this time right now. Let's all pray. All participants are unmuted. All participants are muted. Well, many of you uh, have not heard this story before. Um, if you were not at our 50th anniversary, this might be a new story for you and why we feel so compelled to make sure that we tell it. I want to say that, in fact, we try to replay this story um, from our 50th. As you know, many of our speakers and um, those who gave messages at our 50th, we've replayed Eric Metaxas, Dutch sheets, uh, Rachel Ruth Lotz Wright. And this was one of the messages that we were so excited to be able to share with you after the 50th. But 
Um, we found that our AV company from the 50th had a malfunction and it never got recorded. In fact, there was a problem. And when we went to harvest all of the AV, this was the one message and one other that did not get recorded. Um, I'm not saying there was anything nefarious, but I certainly know that the enemy would not want this story to get out. So we're redoing it here today to make sure that this story gets told. And so we have invited Becky Curry, Representative Becky Curry from Mississippi on with us today to share her story. And we are so excited to have her here today. And we're just gonna talk a little bit about her God story, which is really a huge answer to prayer. And Becky, thank you so much for making time to be with us today. Thank you so much for having me. I had such a great time at the 50th uh, conference and uh, it's some pleasure to be with everybody again. Well, you were the hit of the evening that that Thursday evening and and I know I got to meet your family and we had a wonderful time getting to for people to get to know you, hear your story. And uh, we've had a couple of times to be able to have you on with Dave. And so I, I think though what's so cool is the story that we thought we had um, was actually um, the story. Um, let's see, I'm gonna mute that. It was actually, there's more to the story than we thought. When Dave had interviewed you before, just to talk about the Dobbs case, we didn't know until you started unraveling some of the things. And I know you and Dave had a, a, a lunch when we were in the area and just wanted to kind of connect. He felt like God wanted you, you know, you two to talk. And as you just talked about your life, you started to see that God's fingerprints were on this from way before you even realized. And uh, so I, I want to go ahead and make sure that we get to tell that story. So let's back up. Roe was on the books. It became a law back in 73, I believe. Is that right? Right. Yeah, 73. At that time, so many people just were on their knees praying because it was such a travesty that this had happened in our nation. It was unexpected. It was, you know, just a real um, blow. In 1973, where were you, Becky? I was in high school uh, in Mississippi. Yeah, there's me. We had bad <laughs> haircuts back then. <laughs> I was um, a 70s child. I can attest to that. <laughs> and um, I graduated high school in 1975. And I always knew I wanted to be a nurse and went to nursing school. And uh, I was, uh, you know, born uh, again. I, I was baptized in a Southern Baptist church in New Orleans, Louisiana at age nine. And um, just always uh, God worked on me, always. He's always worked on me, thank goodness. And um, so at I went off to college uh, and, you know, Believe me when I tell you, had an unexpected pregnancy, uh, not something that I, I had dabbled in before in high school, but it, it happens. It happens to young women who are uh, not expecting anything like this and, and, and don't look down on them. They, they do the best they can, but this happened to me in 1975. I got pregnant and had to go home and tell my Marine father and my mother uh, that I was expecting a child. And if you remember in the 70s, 
uh, men were not um, asked to help in any way. So we we didn't see him again. And uh, so at age 18, I was pregnant and delivered a baby when I was 19. Uh, alone. Now, Becky, back up a little bit. Were you in nursing school at this time? I was in, I, I started nursing school and okay. I uh, had to drop out. Uh, uh -huh. All of this was, was very unplanned. And my, the, I did graduate from nursing school. There's my picture. Uh, so I came home uh, from college and, and had a baby. And my dad said, what you have to do to be able to support you and your daughter is go back to college. And um, I finished college, uh, became a registered nurse in 1979, raising a baby, graduated with a baby on my hip. And uh, during that time, I, I will say this, I have an older sister who lived in New Orleans and she came to me, uh, we were back in Mississippi at this time and said, you know, there's a, a new law and she did this with love. You know, you don't have to go through this. Um, you know, you can come to a clinic in New Orleans and, and you can get this handled and, and life will go on. And, you know, like I tell you, when I tell you God works on me pretty hard <laughs> uh, and, and thank goodness he always has. Uh, but the Holy Spirit was telling me, you know, that's that's not what you want to do. So I, I thank God. And I didn't put all this together uh, until David came to have lunch with me. And uh, I, I he, when he called, I said, yes, you know, I know these are good people. I, I'll, I'll have lunch with him. And I, I prayed. I said, Lord, I, I don't know what he wants to talk to me about. Uh, but when it, it was very odd because I sat down and didn't eat my lunch and just spilled my guts to this man that I didn't know. But it was, you know, God told me it was okay. That that's what I needed to do. So... I graduated from nursing school in 1979 and with the little white hat on, you know, I'm one of those older nurses uh, and I went to work in labor and delivery, which I loved. I, I just loved it. And um, so would you say, Becky, that kind of the Lord put in you a, a love for life, even when you were a young 18 year old girl, obviously the easy answer would have been. And, and back then that was, kind of the thing because this is a new law nobody you know really talked about the fact that you could see that it was a baby it, it's you know the all the talk was just some medical procedure but the lord had something in you and well you know i just i've never been one that took the easy way out of anything and it it was my responsibility and uh i i just don't believe that uh I, I believe in life and I believe that this happened for a reason. And as now, as I look back, it happened for a reason because God had plans for me. Um, so uh, I went to work in labor and delivery and uh, about in 1983, uh, I had had a patient several times um, that had a diagnosis of, of incompetent cervix. And what it was is she would lose a baby uh, and uh, after so many weeks, and this this particular time was 15 weeks. Um, I delivered this baby uh, because it happened so fast that the doctor didn't have time to get there. 
uh, and my job was to put the baby in a plastic container and send it to the lab for, you know, diagnostics. And, um, but that baby, uh, which I took out of the mother's room after, um, you know, we had told her that, you know, she delivered a baby girl and, um, I, the, the baby's heart just kept beating and beating. And, um, you know, I just couldn't put a, a baby with a heartbeat in a container and send it off to the lab. I, I just sat with the baby and prayed and sang Jesus loves me. And, um, you know, finally, I, I, I'm telling you, it felt like eternity, but I think it was about 20 minutes later. And in 1983, there was no way this baby was going to live. And I knew that. So um, eventually I sent the baby to the lab, but it always stuck with me. So I also, one of the clubs that I was a member of in high school was Teenage American Republicans. We called them TARS. And some of the issues were uh, pro-life issues. Um, and I, I'm so glad that I, I did that. And I had a real desire to, to be in politics, but I wanted to be a nurse. And none of it made any sense, but I just always knew that that was going to be part of my uh, life and I worked on a lot of other people's campaigns. Uh, so in 2007, uh, my state legislator retired and um, I knew that I would do a good job and I went to work and, and you know, I prayed a lot because I, I also know that it can be your idea and not God's idea to do things. And I, I didn't want to go into it egotistically where, you know, that's not where the Lord wanted me to be. So uh, I prayed. I would say, I have a meeting coming up, Lord. If this is this is Becky Curry and not you, just let this meeting go badly. And, uh, you know, I'll move on and do something else that you want me to do. And the meeting would go just splendidly well. I got endorsements that I should have never received. Um, as a, an unknown person. And I got to the legislature and uh, started working on pro-life bills. And we did a lot of pro-life bills. Some of them uh, made it. Most of them uh, were stopped in the courts. And um, I worked with uh, another legislator named Andy Gibson. He was an attorney, or he is an attorney. Um, and we, uh, started talking and and we always paired up on uh pro-life bills we had the nurse female side and we had the legal side he kept me out of trouble uh, <laughs> so we had done a 19-week bill in 2016 and so 2018 came and he said you know what it, let's look at doing something else and um 15 weeks came up and I knew then I said, you know, in honor of, of a baby that I delivered in 1983, 15 weeks is it. You know, I have to be honest with you, the court didn't look like it does now. Um, I just absolutely knew that it wasn't going anywhere, but we went after it. We, I learned so much. Uh, technology, of course, has changed so much from 1983 to now. Um, I've been a nurse for 45 years and uh, seen it all. And it just, it, 
when when that bill was written and we were arguing it on the floor of the house, I just knew that that bill was anointed. Mm -hmm. um, I just knew God placed his hand on that bill and I knew it was going to the Supreme Court, which I know may not not to anybody on this broadcast. Um, God just let me know this is this is it. Yeah. And at the time, like I said, the Supreme Court doesn't look like it does now. Mm -hmm. um, Donald so Trump that was a leap of faith to even think that there may even be a chance there was God was working over here on some of the other pieces of the whole situation. He and, had his hand on everything. Yeah. And, and I, you know, I didn't, I knew it then when, when we wrote the bill, uh, but two years went by and uh, I got a phone call from a friend of mine. Your bill is going to before the Supreme court. And this was a real different court. You know, Donald Trump had, had put three conservative justices on and we can't forget that. Um, it does matter who's president. And um, so. Uh, so Becky, as, as before it got to the Supreme I'm, Court, tell us a little bit about how that happened, because there had to be a challenge. And right. And so what was that interim time, you know, like, you know, somebody challenged and, and it hit the lower courts. It hit the lower courts and it was struck down. And, uh, you know, some very good and very smart people picked this up and said, we're taking it all the way. Uh, you know, this bill was a uh, no nonsense bill, 15 weeks. You know, if you think about that, that's three and a half months. Uh, honestly, I, at the time, we thought that that was as far as we could push it and get it through. Um, in Mississippi, uh, I have the honor of being in a state that is predominantly pro-life, and it was a bipartisan bill. Um, you know, we had a lot of people against it. I don't want you to get me wrong. It was a tough hours and hours fight on the House floor uh, from the people who were totally against it. And But at the end, it overwhelmingly passed. And, you know, it's just, you know, it's just court held it up the believers that the believers that a lot of times we had bills that they did not do that yeah. uh, so you know I'm when I tell you God had all of us exactly where we needed to be and um, and then he worked through uh, our president you know who would have thought that something that it really should have never been, it, it was never a law that the Supreme Court was holding up, uh, you know, this bill that was never made law by the Congress. Uh, right. You know, it's just a travesty uh, for 50 years. And, uh, you know, I, I had people say to me, you know, it was a 15 week bill but you do realize it's going to overturn Roe v. Wade. And, you know, I said, I I'm okay with that. <laughs> when, did that when did that thought, was that thought in, did you feel that kind of along the way? Or did that, was there a moment where it was like, this isn't just about this bill going to the Supreme Court, but this is overturning, you know, potentially Roe. 
Well, you know, I, I have to be really, you know, I, I have to be really, really thought that we would have a no nonsense bill that, you know, and, and like I said, I learned so many things in, in preparing for this bill to fight on the House floor that it was, um, you know, that the, the problems and the complications for a woman at 15 weeks goes up 2,000% on uh, abortion. That's a lot. You know, mm -hmm. there's so many problems that a woman can have after having an abortion uh, after 15 weeks. And I just thought, you know, this is uh, this is a no nonsense bill that I think most pe most Americans could get behind. Um, mm -hmm. So in writing it, you know, I have to admit to you, I had no idea it was going to overturn Roe. Uh, that was just a uh, cherry on the top for me. And it is in the state's hands where it should have been all along. Uh, they did the exact right thing. You know, put it not with a, a few people in Congress. You have to send it out to the states. And I will tell you, uh, our constituents hold us accountable uh, for our votes. Uh, I see them every day. I, I uh, serve 25,000 people in the state of Mississippi who I see in the grocery store all the time. <laughs> and they stop me and let me know how happy or unhappy they are. So you need to get it back into the grassroots with the people. So um, let me ask you, Becky, because there's a couple couple thoughts. Number one, there's a there's the whole thing of incrementalism. You know, there's there are people who want to just um, only see legislation that would wipe all abortion out, and and they're not going to be happy with anything less than that. But then there has been, through heartbeat bills and some of these other things, incrementalism, which is what they call it, which means that you're you know, pushing back on the number of weeks or you're adding restrictions and only can do. This, to me, shows the value in the incremental approach in that, um, you know, less abortions better than, you know, just allowing all abortion. And, well, um, and that's how I felt writing that bill. You know, what can we get that will will make it? And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I, I have to tell you, like I said, this this has been a God thing. This is not a Becky Curry thing. I saw from way back, you know, God put me through things that that I did and, and dealt with as a young adult. It's hard. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I didn't have very hard days. Uh, you know, there uh, in school that I was on food stamps, you know, trying to take care of the baby. I'm not proud of those things. I'm just telling you that it's issues that, you know, a lot of women go through. I'm proud to say that I got my degree. I went to work. I've raised my children. And, uh, you know, nursing was good to me. And I, I want to be good to nursing. Uh, but delivering... Well, and Becky, you glitched a minute. So let me ask you, okay. one of the other things that, um, while we're getting your, your back established, one of the other things that I think is interesting, and Dave says this, and it, I, it's true, and I know you're going to be um, hu humility, you're going to have you know humility about it, but the fact that it's called Dobbs is because the state 
it, it was it, tell us why it's called Dobbs. And Dave says it's really the Becky Curry bill because <laughs> it started with your bill and it just snowballed to the Supreme Court. And so a lot of people don't even know that the root of that bill came from your hand as you heard from the Lord. So tell us a little bit about why it's named Dobbs. And um, it's given you a little bit of anonymity, which is probably somewhat <laughs> nice, but it's also um, doesn't really tell the full story of where all this came from. So Dobbs uh, is or was the name of the head of our health department. So the Jackson uh, Abortion Clinic, we, we state um, and it sued the Department of Health. And so uh, the head of the Department of Health was Dr. Dobbs. And so it, it has become known as the Dobbs Bill. Uh, I can tell you, I know him. He's a, a, a nice uh, man. He's a physician. Uh, he retired <laughs> after that. Uh, I'm not quite sure. Uh, I could not honestly say to you that Dobbs is pro-life or uh, pro-choice. Uh, he was very good at not letting uh, politics rule any of his decisions. And I have absolutely no idea. My gut feeling is that he's pro-choice, but I don't know that. Uh, and I don't believe that he was thrilled about this being the Dobbs bill. I think that will follow him for the rest of his life. As you said, it's given me uh, cover. <laughs> yeah. But I will tell you that I lost family members who don't speak to me. I lost friends and, um, and, but God has put a shield around me. I don't feel any of that. You know, I'm sorry that, you know, Thanksgiving is not fun at my house anymore, but you know, it's okay. I, I did what the Lord needed me to do. I was where I needed to be. And if you don't like me today, you're not going to like me tomorrow either. <laughs> and uh, so the, anyway, that's how uh, it became the Dobbs bill. And, and I, I, I hate that it became the Dobbs bill, to be honest, not for uh, the pat on the back for me. Uh, I just think it takes away from Mississippi. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, as Dave said, it, you know, it should be the Becky Curry bill, but, you know, really, I think it, it, because it's the Dobbs bill, it doesn't really fully tell the root and the story of it. That's one of the reasons we wanted to talk to you today was to tell how it got to this point and how God's hand has been on this. Now, I know listening, there are many people out there who have been praying for life for since the inception of the original Roe v. Wade. And I think what is so neat and what at your lunch with Dave and how God kind of led you to kind of see the circumstances in your life, how sometimes what we're praying about now, he's already in motion for the answer to that. And we can't see it and it's in his time and he uses people like he used you. He used you know, this pregnancy that you had, he used your desire to, you know, to do nursing and all of it was happening. And as we were crying out, God was working behind the scenes. And so I think as you put that all together, that must have just been so amazing for you to see that chain 
of that on your life? Well, it, you know, and I have to tell you, uh, you know, I, I felt it and I kind of knew it. But when you sit down and you go and I'm, the lunch with Dave was like, tell me about you. And, you know, I started out, of, you know, the, the day I was baptized and then I went to teenage pregnancy and I looked at him and I said, uh, I have to tell you this. I never put all this together before until God let me know it was okay to be honest with you and tell you my life story. <laughs> uh, so though I knew it was God, I, it, it's yeah. funny how I didn't put all together that he started uh, with me as a young child and, and gave me the background that I needed. And mm -hmm. I will tell you, um, I, the strength, that I needed, you know, but for the criticism and the uh, the naysayers and 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 I have women today, you know, don't get in uh, my uterus <laughs> is the common thing that they say to me. So, you know, it's uh, but I also don't want people to think that this bill, you know, all legislators and uh, all over the state legislatures are predominantly men. And these bills, when they're written by men, uh, you know, I do want people to know that a woman that has two children and three grandchildren wrote this bill. Uh, it, it was not a uh, predominantly male, uh, I, though I had my lawyer friend who played a huge role in this. Uh, it was written by a woman that mm -hmm. had just been through a lot in her life. And a woman who's a nurse and knows about science. We're always told about science, you know, but there is obviously the science that is largely ignored by many who don't want to talk about the real science, but uh, you've seen it. And I think your story of that one baby that you saw that beating heart and that had to have been a moment that just was pivotal, not that you didn't believe that, but it had to have really impacted you and not the average person gets to see that and to experience that. Becky, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I just, let, let, I will just say one thing about that baby. That baby wanted to live. Mm. And as I sat there with her, I can just tell you, I saw that baby wanted to live. So every baby in every womb wants a chance for life. Mm. Well, I want to, first of all, I, I, I love the fact that we get to put these two things together. You've got the, the person who's really the answer to prayer, you, you know, and, and you were, you know, God used you in that way and other people along in your path. And, you know, it, it wasn't like it was in a vacuum. Your life was, you know, people coming and going and God using, you know, people, but then it's the intercessors who prayed and prayed. And, you know, often, I, you know, there are people who probably felt hopeless that we'll never see the overturn of Roe v. Wade, which, you know, many legal people even, you know, said is was wrongly done, as you mentioned. Um, and now, you know, we are seeing this happening in the states. You're still a state legislator. I took my oath of office for my fifth term last week, and I, we're in session right now. Yeah, <laughs> I took a break and came up here because I didn't want to miss uh, speaking to you guys. I love yeah. this organization. I love the people. They're so, uh, it, it, dedicated. And every time I'm around you guys, I just feel, you know, such an uplifting and, and um, I just love being associated with you. 
Well, I, I have to say that, you know, we got to sit at dinner. I got to meet your daughter and your granddaughter, right? Or was right. it your niece? My yeah. granddaughter. Yeah. And let me tell you guys out there, there isn't a more humble, lovely woman that God has used. And in all of this, you know, it, it could, she could have been jaded or, you know, felt, you know, very puffed up, you know, she's gotten, you know, a lot of attention for a while when this was happening. She is the most genuine person you'll ever meet. And um, we just love, and we love that our folks got to meet you. I love that people are getting to meet you today, but I, I, I want to take a minute and I want to give, well, Becky, so the next thing is, uh, you're still a legislator. We right. talked off, off of offline before we got on, and you know now it's a state battle, and now we see a lot of people like you, and we talked about how uh, state legislators are the last line of defense for a lot of protections of life and freedoms that we enjoy. Tell us a little bit about as a legislator how that's important that we're praying and what you would tell want us to know. Well, with the uh, current federal government, and, and you know, we kind of make them out to be uh, rock stars and, and, you know, they're so important. But let me tell you something, your uh, state legislature is where the rubber is going to meet the road. If you don't have legislators that are going to stand up to the federal government, we have let them get us in a, a, a position economically that it's going to take our grandchildren and our great-grandchildren and and on after that to get this started. We have got to have state legislators that say, no, we're not going to let you uh, have teach transgender uh, in our schools and we're not going to allow some of the things that, that this administration has done. Uh, I pray, I pray for state legislators that they uh, listen to to the lord you know when you do it makes bills so easy i i was one of two that voted against a bill today uh i won't get into it it's a long drawn out story but you know god said no no did not vote for that and uh and you know and you have to be strong to take uh the criticism that you'll get from other legislators lobbyists uh, people back home, you know, you you have to be strong. I have to tell you, pray for your state legislators, pray for your school board. They mm -hmm. can stop a lot of this before it ever gets to a state legislator moment. Just, do, you know, show up at your school board meetings. Uh, but until we, ha and after, I, I think that this is a moment where we realize the state is is completely in control. You can stop bills uh, that the federal government is imposing on your your state, but you've got to have some strong people uh, because what I have found, state legislators will follow all over themselves for money, uh, mm -hmm. and I'm not and, and I'm not talking about payoffs. I'm talking about uh, federal dollars and mm -hmm. um, money going to your local football stadium or whatever's important to you as a state legislator. I have watched people fold on bills that mm. that they shouldn't. And I, all I can say is keep praying for your, your leaderships because it is so important that if we don't stand up, uh, we'll be run all over. 
You know, Becky, we also talked off camera about the fact that because now the life and, and you're right on all these things, the, it's not just life that these state legislators are are, you know, the last line of defense for, but especially on the life issue where most of the, the fights were centralized to the federal government in terms of, you know, a lot of the lobbyists, the big money, the pro-abortion, the pressure was on, uh, you know, Congress. Now we're seeing them dispatch the, these lawyers and, you know, money, deep pockets and smear campaigns and all of that to states across the nation wh where they're putting pressure on people that, have not been used to pressure like this before. And so we definitely need to be praying for them. This is this the landscape that we now see. Um, these fights that, you know, your fight that went to the Supreme Court, it's now times 50 and on steroids. And um, so there are a lot of reasons why we need to pray for state legislators. I wondered, would you be able to pray as a state legislator for those other fellow state legislators in state houses across the nation that you would give them courage and, you know, what they need? I will. Thank you. Heavenly Father, please be with all of us. Please be with state leaders as we go through many trials please, please let them know that you're with them. I, you are with me every step of the way. And I felt you and I knew you were there. And I, I believe that they can take the pressure if, if they understand your will and, and what you want them to do. It is high stakes. Our children and their lives are dependent on, on godly people being strong. Please be with leaders around our country this has fallen on the state leaderships to make sure our children and their life is important. Please be with school boards. Please be with parents. Uh, we have got to stand up to the evils that are going around our country. Please be with all of our leaders as we go through these rough times. Let them know you're with them. Let them know just like you let me know every step of the way that you had my back. It didn't matter how many people were talking about me or how many people were offering money for this or that. I knew what you wanted me to do. And I believe that we can make sure our leadership knows that. Dear Lord, thank you so much for all the blessings that you've given me. Let me know what it is next that you want me to do. I'm here uh, willing and able to keep going. Hmm. Thank you, dear Jesus, for being with me. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And be with our leaders. These things we ask in your precious name. Amen. Let's let the intercessors agree with you in prayer and pray for the state legislators. Just like Representative Curry, let's open the lines and all pray. So, Lord, we do thank you for Becky. Lord, we thank you for her story. Lord, we thank you for her humility and for her heart that's soft and usable by you. 
Lord, we thank you that you've protected her, that you've put a shield around her. Father God, I pray that you would continue to unfold. Her story isn't over yet. This isn't her the last that we will hear of her. You are continuing to use her. And so, Lord, we pray that you would continue to write this story for her. And Lord, we, we just thank you that we have been blessed to be able to even get to know her and hear these behind the scenes things that uh, is, is not necessarily a part of some of the stories that are out there about the overturn. We hear about the lawyers, we hear about the judges, and we hear about the, the cases and all of that, which is all important in ways that you did work. But Lord, the way you used this humble woman who was a mother, a nurse, and, and someone who'd followed your path for her, Lord, Thank you for using everyday regular people to do great things. And we ask your protection and your honor and blessing to be on Becky. Um, it's in your name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Becky, is there anything else you want to share with our intercessory audience who's out there? I just want you to know how much I, I love this organization and I, I feel your prayers you know, when I look back and I, I looked at everything, I, I felt your prayers as a, a pregnant 18 year old. And I, I didn't know you guys were out there at the time praying uh, and praying for somebody to come along and, and, and uh, take this bill and, and, and move it along. Uh, but I can tell you, I have felt prayers. I felt God's presence. And uh, I just love this organization. And I hope you're all proud of it. Thank you. And so today, folks, there's people you're praying for that are feeling your prayers, just like Becky did for some of these things, these transgender issues, the issues of religious freedom. There are people that God is rising up that you may not know, but they're feeling your prayers. And so thank you, Becky, for sharing your story so that gives us faith to keep praying and God is moving. Uh, stay in touch. We love having this, this connection. And Absolutely. thank you for for everything that you do and for your time today. Thank you. Thank you. Well, wow. It, it is just an amazing story. What an amazing woman. And, and in so many ways, even though she's extraordinary, she's ordinary. And when I say that, I mean that she's a, a you know, she's a person who just was willing to be used by God in her imperfect circumstances. She followed the voice of the Lord. And so I want to say there's many of you out there who may be in a situation and you feel like I'm just a mom. I'm just a dad. I'm just a student. I'm a grandma. Um, I don't know what I can do. But I think when we just do what God calls us to do, he's putting the other people in place that can be a part of the giant puzzle where his hand is going to answer prayers that we're praying and intercessors are praying now. So as we take away from this time together, I want to say prayer um, is, is effectual and, and, and don't think that it's not doing a job. It is doing a job and it's in God's time. Number two, you might be the answer to the prayers. And so look for ways to take action and be a part of what God might be doing. We're looking at 2024. There's a lot of things that we're praying about and looking at putting a lot of people in office that are going to be making decisions on behalf of our nation. So now is the time to get involved in all of the things that you can in terms of assuring good elections, uh, electing good people, um, protecting the processes, and 
pray for those state leaders that you have. In fact, our state prayer groups, IFA has across the nation, have been praying fervently and personally for state leaders, especially um, that's why we created these state groups, because we felt led by the Lord to create groups that could uphold leaders like Becky um, and like others who are out there serving and um, they are listening for the Lord, but they need encouragement. They need to hear from you. Um, they need your prayer. So I want to encourage you to check out our state prayer groups. You can find that on the community tab at ifapray.org and you can find your state, find out when they meet and join them and pray. And there's our state leader from Texas saying, if you're in Texas, pray with us on Thursdays. Find out when your state prayers join in so that you can pray for leaders like Becky in Mississippi and uh, your state leaders definitely need that. Thank you for taking time to be with us today. Uh, you can read more about the story in our wonderful book that we have out, and it is called Inspired Stories. You can find it on the IFA website. In fact, we've had a lot of people singing the praises of this wonderful book put out by the communications department here and uh, some other wonderful people who shared stories of answered prayer. And Becky's is one of them. You can read more about that by uh, getting your own copy. Thanks for joining us on Intercessors for America's On Watch in Washington. Be sure to like and subscribe so you don't miss a single episode and share the word. We bet you have a praying friend who would love to listen to. Visit ifapray.org to access our library of free content, including prayer guides, special intel reports, articles, news, and items for action. We're glad you're a part of the IFA community.